I love to cook. I really do. Making food and sharing it with others, it's a lot of fun for me. Put me in the kitchen with some headphones on or some music playing, and I just love it. I love trying new recipes, discovering new tastes, doing things like that. But here's the truth about it. Not every recipe works. Not every taste is going to come out like you want it. When my wife and I first started cooking after we got married, we tried a recipe for a crustless quiche one time. I don't remember where we got it, but we tried it. We didn't understand a lot of the ingredients were in it. We'd never heard of them, but we tried it out and it was horrible. We tried to eat it. We couldn't. It just wasn't that good. And so we ended up tossing it and going to get pizza. It's kind of what we did when we tried new recipes. And, and the fact is when you cook, you're not always going to bat a thousand. You're not always going to get it right. Sometimes you're going to think this is going to be great and it's horrible. But the truth is the more you cook, the better you get at it. And that's what happened to us. The more we cooked, the better we got at it. We kind of knew what recipes were, what works, what doesn't. And what's funny is in the beginning, if we had had a thought of perfection, every meal has to be perfect, we would have stopped. We never would have tried new recipes and we never would have really learned how to cook. And a lot of people are like that today. A lot of men are like that. They are paralyzed by their own perfection. They just are. And they apply it to different areas of their life. I'm just using cooking as an example. But some men have such a high standard of perfectionism on themselves, they're actually hurting themselves. And so they're hurting themselves, they're hurting their relationships, they're hurting everything. So what can they do about it? Well, we're gonna find out on today's show, so let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. Empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined me here this week. Today we're talking about the mental struggle that many men have with perfectionism. You see, the drive to be perfect has really hurt a lot of men over time. They push themselves to be perfect, and when they do that, they actually lose out on a lot of life. So let me ask this question. Does anyone care? I'm serious. We will often give grace to other people in their imperfections, but we don't give it to ourselves as men. We kind of beat ourselves up. And we do this in different areas of our life at different times. So let me, let me put it in a way that I think most of us can get. Remember back in school, middle school, high school, some people were just obsessed with their grades. They had to make A's. They had to make 100. If they made a 98, they were upset. You probably knew people like that. You may have been someone like that. Well, they wanted perfection in their life. So let me ask this. Does anyone really care? You know, when you think of someone like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, do you think anyone went up to them and said, hey, would you make an eighth grade? Would you make a ninth grade? Nobody cares. Have you ever gone up to a successful person and said, what was your ACT score? What was your SAT score? You probably didn't, unless you're just a little strange. Because here's the truth. We all kind of move past that when we start living. We start living life and nobody cares about your grades. Nobody asks what your grades were. I'm not bashing schools or tests or any of that. I'm just saying that too often we focus on things that just aren't that important. Because if you look at the studies, a lot of the people who made C's in school are the entrepreneurs that everyone else is working for. So there's got to be something to it. 
And I think sometimes we get so caught up in perfectionism that we miss out on life and we miss out on things we can do. Now, men have a drive to do things right. We just do. We do things with excellence. We push ourselves, and that's good. But if we're not careful, that drive will become a perfectionist attitude, and we'll have it toward ourselves, and we'll beat ourselves up. And we'll also have it to those we're in a relationship with, in our home, at work, all of these places. So what can we do about it? We can get a realistic view of perfectionism. We do this by adjusting our attitude toward perfectionism. We do it in our lives, and then that helps us do it in the lives of others. And so today we're going to talk about three attitudes that can help us. The attitude of understanding that perfect can replace purpose, that growth beats perfectionism, and imperfections help build teams. The first thing we want to talk about is how perfect can replace purpose. It really can. Every man should have a purpose. You really should. Now, I'm not going to get into getting a purpose, making a purpose. I've got plenty of podcasts on that. But I think every man should have a purpose. They should have something they're striving for. But the truth is, perfectionism can hurt our purpose. Perfectionism can actually hurt where you want to go with your life. Some men struggle with their purpose because they feel this drive to do everything perfect, even going after their purpose. And we have to understand our purpose in a few key ways and how perfectionism hurts it. We, we sometimes look at purpose through the lens of perfectionism. What that means is we have a purpose. We want to fulfill it. So we'll work, we'll scrap, we'll push through, we'll do what we need to do as men. The problem is perfectionism can sometimes act like a pair of glasses toward our purpose. We look at our purpose through perfectionist glasses. So we want everything to be right. We want everything to be perfect. And we blow up mistakes. We think, I'm such an idiot. I should have seen that. Oh, no, I've ruined everything. And we make them bigger than we are. Or we cover over our failings and act like they didn't happen. And those are two ways that we just don't grow from it. And it actually hurts our purpose. And men are really good at deluding ourselves because we're fighting to maintain this perfect image. And a lot of men, it's all about their image. Everybody wants to do things right. And you should try to do things right. But you're never going to be perfect. Perfection is impossible. We are flawed humans living in a flawed world. And we have to understand that purpose is a direction. It's not this utopian life you walk into. It's not that one day everything's going to be perfect. Everything's going to come together. What is you live with purpose despite imperfections? Should we try to do things right and with excellence? Yes, of course. But we shouldn't delude ourselves with the false expectation of perfection. Now, for a lot of men, perfection is caught up with their image management. And this is where men struggle with their purpose because their time is consumed with just managing their image. And image management is really even bigger today because of social media. And that's where a lot of people are trying to have an image over accomplishments. They want you to think well of them, whether they've actually done anything or not. And that's not a good place to be. And as men, we can get sucked into this where all of our energy is, is coming out to present an image instead of working on actually accomplishing anything. 
And perfection will drive us to that because we want other people to think a certain way of us. We want them to accept us. We want them to believe in us. So we pre present this perfect image. And we think that's going to make everything well. It's going to bring completeness. But it's not good because it becomes a drive that surpasses our purpose. We'll do things we never would have done to try and get acceptance. We only focus on other things and not really going after our purpose. We focus on our image. We're focusing on maintaining an image. And eventually our image is going to take all of our energy, all of our drive, and we're not really going to accomplish what we're called to do. A lot of men talk about living for a purpose, but a lot of these men are actually just working to maintain an image and to make sure you think well of them. Now, the other area of perfectionist hurts us is in the area of our relationships. You may have a purpose for relationships. You know, you're married, you have kids, whatever. Your perfectionism can hurt that, and it hurts how we live with those we love. It can damage our relationships and how we interact with others. You know, some men not only hold themselves up to an unobtainable sense of perfection, but they can hold their loved ones to that same perfection. Married couples have a hard time growing close and intimate when they have this standard of perfection. You have to be perfect. You can't not be perfect. Well, you're not going to grow close to someone if you force them to be perfect all the time because no one's perfect. And children will often rebel in this situation because they see that they're only accepted if they're perfect. They get tired of trying to be perfect, so they just rebel against their parents. And now it can make funny videos, you know, parents holding their kids to unhigh standards. Uh, there's a guy, uh, he's an Asian comedian. He's the one who does the emotional damage video you've probably seen. But he does this one funny skit where he's a kid having to tell his Asian father that he made a B. And his father replies to him, son, we're Asians, not Bijans. I think it's a hilarious joke because it talks about this, this semi, you know, this thing of perfection that they supposedly have from their parents. But that's true for a lot of people. Their parents have this attitude of perfection that they want their kids to reach. And a lot of times they withhold things from them. We as men can do that. We can do that to our wives and we can do that to our children. It's funny for a video as a comedy. It's not funny in real life because that drive for perfectionism actually pushes people away from us. And so we have a purpose of wanting to be in loving relationships, but our perfectionism will often drive those we love the most away from us. The second attitude we want to talk about when it comes to combating perfectionism is how growth beats perfectionism. Now, perfectionism can only be overcome by a mental change in us as men. We've got to change our attitude. It's not accepting failure or doing things with excellence. It's not this attitude of, you know, whatever, whatever. It's not like that. What happens is we have to be careful that that all or nothing attitude that men have, most of us have it. If we're going to be in, we're all in. So we kind of do that to everything. So if we're going to be perfect, we're going to be perfect in everything. Well, that's kind of not good. And it's going to hurt you because what happens is you're not going to grow. 
We've got to change our mental attitude to where we embrace challenges. We look to them and we don't count them as negatives. It means you look at it as a situation as a growth opportunity, even one that you may not be perfect in. You may not be that good. I know it sounds like simplistic advice, but so many men don't do it. We have a very high standard for ourselves. And it's good to have standards, but perfectionism is not a standard. It's an unobtainable goal. And a lot of men don't realize that. And too often we paralyze ourselves by our own perfectionism. We don't try new things. We're so intimidated about messing up. We don't even try. Well, what if I do it and it fails? Well, you'll learn how not to do it and you'll get better. And so what we have to do is adopt a prototype mentality. Now, a prototype mentality means everything's a prototype and you learn and improve as you go. Even if you like, hey, this is the best I can do. It is at this moment, but next year you might could do better. And that's a good way because what it does is it gives you that attitude of, hey, I'm doing my best right now, but I know that I could change and probably do better in the future. I'll get feedback, I'll learn, I'll do some stuff. Now, I've struggled with this as I started my business, coaching men and doing things that, you know, oh, I want everything to be perfect. I want it to be perfect. And one of the things that really helped me the most with putting videos on YouTube and stuff like that was looking at one of my favorite YouTubers. Now, this guy's an exercise guy. He's immensely popular now. He has over like 10 million subscribers and stuff. And he does a great job educating and helping people. Well, I went back and looked at some of his early videos and they're nothing like his videos now. The videos he has now are crisp, they're clean, they're edited well, everything is done well with them. The earlier videos were basically him probably with a phone or a simple camera, just putting good content out. And it was amazing when you look at the change that has happened over the years with him, he's gotten better. But he started like a lot of people start with the basics, simple, low budget, doing the best he could with what he had. And what he was doing was building and prototyping. Every video was a prototype for the next video. And that helped me see that everything is a prototype. So the key is just to start, not to wait till everything's perfect, till you get everything right. And that's where a lot of men mess up. What we have to do is put growth ahead of the need for perfectionism. Yes, we want it to be the best it can be, but we also want to grow. We should desire to grow more than we desire to be perfect. And we have to understand that growth only comes by trying getting feedback, learning, and trying again. We've got to adopt a growth mindset as men and apply prototyping to everything we do. When I think of that, I think of things like phones. This is an iPhone 14. So it's the 14th one, which means there was an iPhone and then there was an iPhone 2 and an iPhone 3 and they, they kept moving up. Well, the 14 compared to the one is no comparison. The first iPhone, everybody loved, it was great. But you know what? They made it better with the iPhone 2 or iPhone 3. Phones have gotten better. They've gotten more powerful. They've gotten better every year. Why? Because they put one out. It's the best they could do at the moment. Then they learn, grow, and they come out with the next one. They kept prototyping. And so what they've done is they've created an industry where prototyping is normal. And what we have to do is think of that that as we move ahead and try new things, we're gonna learn and grow. 
perfectionism will stick us where we are. A lot of guys get stuck in the perfection zone. They don't try new things. They don't move ahead because they're fearful. What if I don't learn it? What if it's not that good? And so they don't have a growth mentality. They want everything to be perfect before they even try something new. And what that does, it keeps them from trying anything. What they'll do is they'll stay stuck where they are. They'll never grow. As men, we want to beat perfectionism by thinking about growth. Because the truth is, men with a growth attitude will always win over men who have a perfectionism attitude. The third attitude that helps us combat perfectionism is understanding that imperfections help build teams. They just do. Perfectionism hurts us because we often try to be the man. You may have done it. I know I've done it. Where you go in with an attitude of, I can do it all. When I first started uh, as a youth pastor way back in the day, I tried to be the man. And I tried to, hey, I can do everything. And I couldn't. And I failed miserably many times. And I had a, a friend of mine who was one of my leaders come to me and in a loving way just say, hey, we're here to help you. You don't have to do everything. Let me do stuff for you. And it was one of the best conversations I ever had in my life because it helped me realize that other people have gifts I can use. I didn't have to be the man. Nobody saw it as not being good enough if I couldn't do everything. And sometimes as men, we want to show off. We want to show off for our boss. We want to show off for our coworkers. And we take on more than we can handle. And we often burn ourselves out in the process. We just do. And what we have to do is adopt a different attitude to succeed at work and really everywhere. And that's a team attitude. Instead of a perfectionism attitude, we need to embrace the concept of teams. How do we do that? Well, first, we've got to recognize our strengths. Every man has things he's good at. And you know what? I appreciate when people are good at stuff. You know, I can do some things well. I cook well, but I don't, I'm not really a grill master. But I've got friends who are great grill masters. My brother is really good on the grill. My brother uh, does crawfish, which right now is kind of blowing up here in the South because it's crawfish season. Everyone's starting to eat them. But he's really good at that stuff. He's much better than I am at it. And you know what? I appreciate how good he is at it because I can eat what he does. Some people are yard masters. They're really good at making their yard look perfect. They love getting out, digging into the soil. Some guys are mechanic masters. They can build anything. Some guys are business masters. They start businesses all the time. They just have a gift. And there's all kinds of gifts. We could go on and on. We know this, but sometimes we deny the truth. We just do. We think I have to be good at everything. I have to be great at everything. And it's funny, we don't put that expectation on others a lot of times, but we put it on ourselves. And by nature, doing it to ourselves, we're going to do it to others. As a man, we've got to recognize, hey, I'm good at some things. That's not pride. It's just a recognition of the design. You were designed to be good at some things. Every man has their own special set of skills. You know, I'm not saying it's like Liam Neeson and Taken where you can go and kill all the bad guys. What I'm saying is you have your own special set of skills as a man. You shouldn't run from them. You should recognize them. Don't downplay them. And I'm not saying you get a big head about them, 
but you find out what your strengths are, work in them, be confident about them, find the things you're good at, find the things you enjoy doing. When you put those two together, what you're good at and what you love, you're going to enjoy work a whole lot more. And it helps you understand that, hey, this is what I'm good at, but it also helps you understand I'm not good at some of these other areas. I, I can't do them that well. You can be honest about your reality. When you recognize the good, then you can be honest about the areas that aren't so good. You can say, hey, I'm not great at that. I'm just not. And you don't have to feel sorry. You don't have to feel ashamed. It's just real. You're being humble in a real way because you're saying, that's a weakness for me. I'm good at this. I'm not good at that. And you know what? People appreciate that. They just do. Everybody appreciates that. And everybody, when they understand that, can come together and build a better team, which is why we have to recognize other people's strengths. That's a key. We've got to recognize our own strength, but we've got to recognize other people's strength. When we recognize our own strengths and weaknesses, it helps us think about other people and we don't have a false expectation of them. We want to find their strengths. What are they good at? And this brings a positive sense of reality to everybody that you work with, that you're on a team with, because it puts everyone on the same level. They understand that, hey, you're good at this. You're better than me at this. And I'm good at this. Let's work together and we can help each other be the best we can be. And that helps us because we're not intimidated by our coworkers. We're not intimidated by other people. We can celebrate them and be happy for them because we understand that's your strength. This is my strength. Together, we can go farther. You want to recognize the strengths of those you work with, those you might be on a team with. And this can also help you in the home. You know, you come home and you recognize your wife's strengths. And you say, hey, babe, you're really good at this. You're better than me at this. That's okay. She'll feel appreciated and she'll want to help more with her strengths. Your children are the same way. Your children are going to have a mix of strengths and weaknesses. And you want to highlight that. You want to use their strength. You want to help them build their strengths and help them make it where their weaknesses don't hurt them. Because they're going to understand that and they'll apply it to their life at a younger age. And that's the beauty of it. And after you recognize other people's strengths, you've got to recognize how teams fulfill everyone. Now, this is the beauty of teams. There's a lot of talking teams in the business world and other worlds that sometimes people can get, it kind of becomes white noise. But the truth is teams give us the best chance to go farther and achieve more. Why? Because every person I think wants to give their best and a team gives them the way to do that because they can focus on the things they're good at. They don't have to try to focus on the things they're not good at. A team allows us to really give ourselves to it in an area that we're naturally gifted in. We put our strengths in there and we feel more fulfilled. We can contribute more because we're not wasting our energy on things we're not good at because other teammates probably love those things and they can do those. So you feel relieved. I don't have to do that. And you can focus your energy on what you're good at. And it's good to be good at something. We all like that. And when you contribute that to the team, the team gets stronger. And when you're not good at something, it's easier for you to ask someone else on the team to help you when you know they're good at it. And that helps the team come together. It builds camaraderie. It creates unity. 
And this also happens at home. When you recognize the giftings of your loved ones, when you, hey, you're good at this, you're great at this, I need your help at this, that builds unity. That brings a family together. And that's why teams are such a powerful part. When you create a team atmosphere at home, then your home's gonna be a lot tighter. People are gonna feel a lot closer. You'll have a lot more peace and you'll feel connected. When we're part of a team and we're contributing from our strengths, this gives us passion and excitement for our work, for our family, wherever. Does this mean that you don't have to sometimes suck it up and do things you don't like? Well, no, of course. Everyone has to do things they don't like. We all have jobs we don't like as far as, you know, I got to, like for me, I, I don't like cleaning the house. I just don't. It's not my thing. I do it. I don't necessarily enjoy it. I try to habit stack. So I do something else while I'm cleaning. I'll listen to something, maybe a book or something to make it more enjoyable. I just don't like it. I'd rather someone else do it. But that's the thing is we sometimes have to do things we don't like. But if the majority of your time you're functioning in your gifts, if the majority of the time you're functioning in what you enjoy, you're going to enjoy life a whole lot better and you're going to be better at it. And this is how imperfections can help us. It helps us build on our strengths and let other people help us in the areas we're weak at. Our imperfections are not a bad thing. They're just not. You know what they are? They're a connector. Because when you're not good at something, you connect with someone who is, and you're going to have a good, strong relationship, and you're going to help each other. You can help them in areas they're weak, and they can help you in areas you're weak. And that's the beauty of it. Let's embrace our imperfections, and let's build stronger teams and stronger relationships through them. All right, guys, closing out the podcast, we've got to understand there's no such thing as a perfect man. And the attitude of perfectionism will hurt us as men. We all have strengths and weaknesses. But if we have this self-induced ideal of perfectionism we're trying to live under, we're only setting ourselves up for disappointment. We've got to fight through our own ego, our own mindset, all this perfectionism and change how we approach our life. If we don't, we're going to lose our purpose. Our growth will also be hindered if we never get out and try things because of our perfectionism. Plus, we're not going to have a stronger relationships and we won't have strong teams if we allow that perfection mentality to overwhelm us. Our passions and abilities as men are meant to be used and not hidden. Perfectionism keeps us from engaging with life and it keeps us from being fulfilled as a man. So I want to challenge you to think about your attitude. Think about your perfection attitude. Is perfectionism hurting you? Is it hurting your relationships? Is it hurting you at home and at work? If it is, it's time to change your attitude because if you do that, you'll be a much stronger man. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.